Hi there, it's James here from MatchFit and I'm back with another lesson to give you some quick tips to implement into your training so you can get better results from your current training time and efforts. In this lesson, I'm going to be speaking about the importance of speed training. Um, so you're going to find this one really interesting, whether you're a player who's currently very fast and you're happy about where your speed is, or whether you're a player who feels like you do need to improve your speed a little bit. I'm going to make some interesting points here. Um, so it's not all about, the speed training isn't all about improving your sprint performance. That's, of course, one element of it. But there's other benefits to this as well. So make sure you keep listening so you don't miss out on those. So it's actually been found that over 60% of goals in a match are preceded by some sort of sprint, which obviously highlights the importance of being fast um, out on the pitch. And footballers, the most common distance that footballers will cover at sprint speed is around about the 10 metre mark. Of course, there's other times where players will cover a further distance at a sprint speed. They might be doing an overlap um, if you're a fullback or you might be chasing back if there's a counter-attack going on. Those are some times where you might cover a greater distance trying to reach a, you know, reach your top speed doing an all-out sprint. But the most common uh, distance that a, a player will cover at maximum speed is around about the 10-metre mark. And you've got to think about context in, in terms of this, um, in terms of your training and in terms of this lesson I'm going to keep coming back to this point. What does it make sense to focus your training time on to give you the best results out on the pitch? Because we've only got a limited amount of time, especially in season. Um, so try and think about what makes sense to focus your training time on. There's so many different things you need to be good at as a footballer and especially as an athlete out on the football pitch. What do you need to um, pick and what do you want to improve on? And in this one, I'm going to focus on specifically straight line sprinting speed okay so interestingly there's been studies that have been done which compare football players to elite sprinters okay and there's a couple of key differences which are really important to note which will help us um, with applying what the best thing is to our training as a footballer okay so it's been found that elite sprinters have a longer acceleration phase so what that basically means that means is sorry is that whilst footballers are a lot of them are still very fast, they will stop accelerating at a shorter distance and then they'll just keep going at the same speed. Whereas an elite sprinter can keep accelerating for longer. And it's believed that this is down to uh, a better ability to apply force to the ground vertically. Okay, And that comes from exercises which mimic that movement. So exercises such as a back squat or a squat jump or a counter movement jump where you're moving up and down it's helping you apply force to the ground um, in a vertical direction. It's believed that exercise like that, so improving your strength in those exercises, help you to apply more force and help you over longer distances to, to keep um, reaching top speeds and maintaining speed and continuing to accelerate as well. So you might think, okay, that's great information. Then all I need to do as a footballer to increase my speed is do exercises like that. And then I will become faster over a longer distance and I'll reach a higher speed. That's correct, but you've got to take it back to context. As a footballer, how often do you cover those longer distances? So does it make sense to focus more on increasing your performance in those shorter distances? I would argue that that is the case. And in terms of that, it's actually been found that exercises in a more horizontal plane have a better carryover into your sprint performance over the shorter distances. So exercises like a barbell hip thrust will have a better carryover into your sprint performance over 10 meters than doing something like improving your strength in a back squat or a squat jump. That will help you in the longer distances, 
but again how often do you really reach those longer distances okay so something really important to think about there remember you're not um, an athlete in terms of athletics you are a football athlete so it makes sense to focus on focus your time on what's going to improve you most out on the football pitch and of course we've got we've got many many things to improve in terms of being a football athlete in this um, episode I'm purely just talking about increasing your sprint speed over a short distance that doesn't mean that we never need to do um, back squats or we never need to improve our strength in in a vertical direction course we do but it depends what your training focus is on and if if you're focusing on just improving that speed over a shorter distance then you'll get the best carryover from exercises like barbell hip thrusts which are more horizontal in comparison to those um, more vertical exercises exercises sorry of course i spoke about before in a previous episode about the importance of what's going on around the ankle the knee and the hip so if you haven't checked that episode out then definitely check that out because that helped you first but in terms of your strength training, um, those are the things I would focus on if you want to increase your speed over a shorter distance. So you might think, okay, great, then I will. I, I want to increase my distance over. Uh, sorry, my speed over shorter distances. Then I'll leave out those exercises that you just mentioned. Well, there's another side to this as well. Okay, so if we think about it in terms of the amount of stress that you put on your body, this is another reason why it's a good idea, even if you're already currently fast, that you'd want to try and increase your speed further. So let's say that you can cover, I'm just going to use 100 meters as an example, because we all know roughly some 100 meter times and what like a world-class time would be. So let's say you can cover 100 meters uh, in 11 seconds, and that is your all-out sprint, 100% effort. That's obviously going to put a lot of strain on your body, uh, metabolically and mechanically is going to put a lot of stress on your body okay so if we think about can we actually if we can increase our speed then when we move at a lower speed that's that means that it's going to be less stress on our body so you might currently um, be be running 100 meters uh, in 11 seconds but if you're able to do that in for, in for example 10 seconds and actually increase your speed then you will move at the speed you're moving at to do it in 11 seconds with a lot less stress on your body. I'm just using and trying to use a quite a basic example there so you can hopefully see what I'm trying to get across of that point. But basically what I'm saying is um, when you become faster, lower speeds which used to be your maximum speed will become easier on your body to do. And that's good in terms of um, having less, uh, creating less fatigue and putting less stress on your body which is gonna help with recovery but it's also going to help in terms of injury resilience as well. Because you think about it, if you can move faster whilst putting less stress on your body, which is what will happen if you increase your, your sprinting speeds, then that's going to have a benefit in terms of your, terms of your injury resilience. And then that's when exercises um, that I spoke about earlier in terms of moving vertically and increasing your speed over longer distances, that's when they can benefit you because not necessarily because you want to become faster over a longer speed, over a longer distance, sorry, but because it's going to help you increase your top speed, which will then mean that you're going to become more resilient to injury because it's less workload, uh, sorry, less load on your body and less stress in your body moving at the speed which used to be your top speed. Um, if you can, hopefully you can understand what I'm trying to get across there in terms of that point. So there's really a few different sides to this in terms of your speed training. 
And you've got to think about for you, what are the reasons that you're doing this? Um, if you're someone who's already very fast and you feel like you've reached a little bit of a plateau, of course, you might want to mix your training up to try and get some extra benefits out of there. Listen to some of the previous episodes to get some tips from those because you might implement some things from there, which will get you some results. But there might just be a case of increasing your injury resilience, which is going to help your performance. So that's another benefit to doing some speed training like this. So um, thanks very much for listening to this. Hope you got some uh, some benefits from that and um, learned some things that you can implement into your training. If you've got any questions, please comment, uh, put those below. And if you've got some value from this, please um, share it with your teammates and your coaches as well. Um, I've added a couple of links below. If you want uh, any help implementing any of this into your training, there's a couple of links below I've added that can uh, you can check out and um, for some options to work with us. Um, but yeah, thanks very much for listening. I will catch you in the next one.